continue our time of worship, we'll continue our time of scripture reading. Um, this morning's scripture reading comes from two passages within the New Testament. Um, Matthew <clears throat> chapter 5, verse 7, and Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 14. These passages can be found in some of your pew Bibles for the first passage on page 683. And the second passage can be found on page 742. I'll give you a little time to find that either on your device or in your Bible. Again, we're in Matthew 5, 7 and Luke 18, 9 through 14. Matthew 5, 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Luke 18, verse 9. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. May God bless the reading of his word. This morning, prior to Pastor Tim's uh, message, we actually have a couple of special guests who are visiting our missions committee for the first time today. Um, And we'd like to invite them to share a couple words about their ministry. Um, I'd like to invite Alex and Isabella Goa up to share. All right, good evening, everyone. And I want to begin by saying thank you for having us here today. I want to also thank Pastor Tim, allowing us uh, to share our hearts with you briefly today. Also, thank you for Brother Eric for all the orchestration and coordination. And um, also walking in this morning, the the one word that came into my mind was um, hospitality. This is truly a church that really knows how to welcome people. Though we are a stranger, we we come from Virginia, um, but we felt very much at home. So really just want to thank you for all the warm smiles, all the handshakes, and even get to pray with you guys today. So really appreciate that. Um, I want to begin by um, sharing a little bit about our family. So if you could turn to the first slide, please. So there's a picture in the middle. My name is Alex. My wife is Isabella. And we're three boys. The oldest one, he's 22-year-old, just graduated from um, University of Pennsylvania. So he's working right now. And our second son, he's a rising junior at Virginia Tech. And our youngest one, his name is Matthew. He's a rising seventh grader. Um, my background is management consulting and technology consulting. So I had a consulting firm in the Washington, D.C. area for the last uh, 10 years uh, until about two years ago when God called both my wife and I into full-time mission. And um, so next slide, please. And when God calls into mission, um, we decided to lay down our business, so I sold my uh, remaining shares to my remaining partners over in the firms. Uh, the vision that God given us is one vision, but three parts. The first part is to make disciples across Silk Road nations with missional business. 
And I'm going to share a little bit about where the Silk Road is. I think most of you guys already know where it is and also what missional business is about. Secondly, is to transform nations with economic, social, and spiritual impacts. And the very last part is to raise up the next generation of indigenous kingdom leaders. Indigenous is just another word for native leaders, uh, native uh, kingdom leaders, meaning that wherever God sent us, um, we're going to, we are committed in raising up the next generation leader because we do believe that, uh, we are the one who will be setting up the table, uh, the King David generation, but it's you guys, the King, Sol- the Solomon's generation is going to come in and build a palace, um, for our Lord. So next slide, please. So the Silk Road, so most of you guys know is an ancient trade route, a merchant route that trades goods, spices, um, all the way from, from China through Central Asia and into Middle East. Um, about four years ago, China started a Belt and Road Initiative. It's a multi-trillion dollar initiative um, that will, when the road is completed or the belt is completed, it will connect over 65 countries in that part of the region. And if you look at the map, um, that Silk Road or the Belt and Road Initiative is essentially right in the smack middle of the 1040 window. And we know 1040 window by definition is no more than 2% of the populations within those nations have the opportunity to hear the gospel. And within those 65 countries, there are roughly about 4 billion of the world's 7.5 billion people live there. So applying some assumptions and just doing a straight math, 98% of 4 billion people is a lot of people that have never had the opportunity to hear the gospel. But there's one little issue. Is The, the issue is this. Those nations are what we call restrictive access nations, meaning they are closed. They're not open to welcome missionaries. They won't give you a religious visa just because you tell them you're here to share the gospel with them. Now, the other stats I want to share with you is that within these 65 nations, it, it, um, and it encompasses about 40% of the world's gross domestic product. And for you guys who, uh, who are either still in school or maybe get, have good memory, gross domestic product essentially are the goods and services that are produced by the nations. So what that means is that those nations do have capacities, they do want economic prosperity, and they also want business to go in there. So what God did was he raised up a, bit, a crop of business missionaries, just like ourselves, go in and use missional business to reach the lost. So we'll be doing real business and also doing real ministries, sharing the Gospels with the people, with the employees, with the suppliers, with the uh, CEOs of, all, of the different organizations, as well as with um, uh, influence with the governmental officials as well. And uh, next slide, please. So, so that's, in a nutshell, what the vision Scott has given us, using missional business. Um, and additional um, points that I want to share with you is, is regarding to the last part of our vision that's God given us to raise up the next generation of kingdom leaders. Um, I'm very excited about um, something that we're going to create is a uh, missional business internship program or missional business apprenticeship program. So imagine right now, every summer you guys have a short-term mission, one-week vision trip or two-week short-term mission. But what if there's another alternative where you can come out three months during the summer and to work in an international business environment? In a worst-case scenario, you get uh, an international business experience, a good resume builder, but by God's grace, 
God will give you this, his heart desire, the visions and the dreams that he has for you. And as you obey and trust him, he will give you the nations. And that's what we believe in, in terms of raising up the next generation of kingdom leaders, where God is going to strategically place each one of you throughout the world, whether it's nations along the Silk Road, whether it's here in the United States of America, whether it's in India or Africa. And I believe it's the next generation where God's going to raise up with the greatest amount of influence to transform nations and to transform people's heart. And everywhere you go, it's going to bring a part of God's kingdom with you. Um, next, um, I'm going to ask Isabella to share a little bit of our prayer request with you. So if you could uh, keep us in prayer, greatly appreciate it. Hi. So um, Alex just gave you a very condensed version of what God has showed us for the past two years. We didn't get this overnight. We just got show us like one one thing at a time and then one step at a time. And um, just as Alex shared, God didn't give us one nation. He called us to do missional business. We also we call it kingdom business on the new silver. And the new zero is a minimum, is a 65 nations, starting from Xi'an, China, to um, Central Asia, and all the way to Middle East. Uh, those closed nations that will not uh, welcome missionary. You, as, as a matter of fact, they, like, they just want to uh, kick you out. And uh, so we believe that uh, even though they don't welcome missionary, they do welcome economic prosperity and also the businessmen to bring in the business for to um, raise their living standard. So yeah, this is such a big vision with 65 nations, so we know that there is nothing that we can accomplish, even part of it, by our own strength. So just like the Psalm 127, it say, unless the God Unless the Lord build a house, our labor is in vain. So a lot of times, because it is um, missional business, we don't even have a model. We, uh, um, it used to be a missional business is just a platform that uh, missionaries want to get into. Uh, maybe China, they want to um, say, oh, we could, uh, can you give us a business visa? And then it is a platform for the uh, business then, um, in order to share the business to with the people. So it is, but their heart is to, to share the business, but the thing is they don't have the skill as a business. So we heard a stunning uh, statistic when we were visiting Xi'an, China, that one of the missionary who's been there for 20 years told us that 80% of those platform business is, has failed. So, um, so when God called us to do the 100% business and 100% missionary, uh, uh, mission work, and uh, it is pretty a new, uh, um, uh, innovative and also um, a new thing in the mission field. Um, so the first prayer request is like, so we know that God, we, a lot of time, a lot of days, we don't know what to do. What's next? God, show us what's next. But we know God's pattern is, unless you get out of your boat, and you cannot walk on the water. So you want to walk on the water, you need to get out of your boat. You need to just stand. You just take that leap of faith, and God will show you the next step. Because the picture is too big. The vision is too big. And, um, and God usually 
cannot show you the big picture because we can't even handle it. So every night, every day that we have to start it with uh, morning worship with one another, with each other, because that's how we ask God, even for that day, what's next for us, and what's the next step. And then, um, yeah. And then the uh, the second one is the bonus to leave the good. Uh, not only we have to leave the comfortable home in America, but we also have to leave our family and also a very good church community in 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 our in Virginia. That uh, but God challenges. Do you want to leave the good for the great? If you don't stay here and don't obey, so we don't know what you're gonna miss in the part of, in the, uh, another part of the world. And uh, as we preparation for the move, and um, yeah, it is like God show us unless in like in the book of Numbers when He asked the priest who carried the ark, unless the priest the feet touch the water, the the river doesn't go up. And then so we believe that unless our feet is touching the the, the mission field, and then uh, God is gonna show us a business model. And also, yeah, as long as we're, since we're in the front line and the mission field, the enemy's gonna not like it. The, the most easiest way for them, for the enemy to deceive us, to break us a unity, is the unity between husband and wife. So we need to ask for your prayer. And for the last one, it's the innovative breakthrough. As I mentioned that it is not, it is something fairly new. We don't really have a business model to follow. It depends on which country that we go to and what is the tier one country, the tier three, two or three country, then we will, um, just start the business and also, uh, it's not much about the business. It's about uh, the people that how we're gonna serve them and how we're gonna uh, work with the local ministry. And so, yeah, we pray for the breakthrough and innovative those, um, the, 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 the model that God is going to show us. Thank you. Stay up here. I'll pray for you guys. Thank you. Mm. Praise the Lord. They're being obedient to where God has called them. Let me pray for you both. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing Alex and Isabella here to share with our missions committee. Thank you for the heart you've given them for this unreached area of the world and for the vision you've given them for a strategy that will get them where they need to be, help them to build the world to be a better place while sharing Christ with others. Lord, would you provide for their needs? Would you protect them and their families? And would you make them an inspiration to us as to how we can partner in this type of a vision? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Thank you. I was just there in Xi'an two months ago, and I, um, I was also had an opportunity to share. Uh, there's a group called Back to Jerusalem. Some of you may not know this, but a lot of the house church movement in China has a vision to bring the gospel to the same area where you're taking it back um, from the Silk Road all the way backwards. And um, on the night of the commissioning of the most recent trainees from the Back to Jerusalem movement, I was invited to be in Hunan province and to give the commissioning service for those evangelists and to hear them share a similar vision to what you folks just shared with us, but from um, an indigenous Chinese uh, house church perspective. So praise the Lord. God seems to be doing a lot in this area. <clears throat> 
As many of you know, we've been studying the Sermon on the Mount. We've been going through the beginning section of the sermon, which is called the Beatitudes, the blessings that God has for us. And one of the points that I've been mentioning is, is that the Beatitudes give us the characteristics of what a Christian looks like. And we see many of those characteristics spelled out in this section of Matthew chapter 5. Now, as we have visiting missionaries today, uh, let me share a little bit about my missions experience. For 10 years, uh, over the last 15 years, 10 of those years, every Chinese New Year, my family would go from Taiwan to Pattaya, Thailand, to hand out Bibles to visiting tourists from mainland China during the Chinese New Year break. And over a 10-year period, working with the Southern Baptists, the, the Chinese Mandarin-speaking team members from our church uh, and our friends from Taiwan would join with non-Mandarin-speaking Americans to hand Bibles to all these tourists as they walk past us on this long dock in Pattaya, Thailand. Just during the period of Chinese New Year, over those 10 years, we gave out one million Bibles and packets with um, Christian information in it and also the Jesus film in DVD. But in And we have this problem, and our problem is this. Chinese people come from different countries. They all look, many of them look like they're Han Chinese, but you're not quite sure, unless you're really savvy, are they from China? Are they from Taiwan? Are they from Singapore? Or are they from Hong Kong? So I had been in Asia uh, for many years, for more than a decade, and so I was pretty good at spotting them. And let me tell you how I spotted um, the different... People, because you only wanted to give the Bible to the mainland Chinese because it's Jian Ti Zi and Song Taiwan Lai. The people from Taiwan and also from um, from uh, other places from Shangong, they wanted uh, to have their Bible in the traditional characters, and we only had simplified characters, so we didn't want to waste our packets. So we had to learn how to recognize the characteristics. So here's the characteristic. You tell me, is this Taiwan or China? Okay, here's the first one. Where's it from? China. Okay. You got it. Here's the next one. Where's it from? Not China. Taiwan. Okay. Because the distinguishing characteristic of the Taiwanese tourists was that they were hunching song. They, they were like chill, okay? And the distinguishing characteristic of those from mainland China was panjiaoji. They were very anxious and they had to follow the tour group leader who was um, waving the flag. Very interesting experience. <clears throat> then when Evie and I lived in, when Evie and I had the opportunity to live in Taipei for so many years, we lived on a fourth floor apartment where we could see out into the Shirda night market in Taipei. And one day, I see some people walking towards the night market, and here's how they're walking. And I, I ran to Evie and I said, they're ABCs. She said, no, 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 they're just, they're just local students going to Shirda. And I said, no, they're ABCs. And I said, I'll prove it to you. So I, I ran down, I, I ran down, I got the elevator, got down to the fr- um, first floor, ran down, tried to catch up with these people. And as I get close to them, I hear them speaking perfect California English. And I'm like, yes, I was right. So how did I know them? 
the characteristic of their walk. Brothers and sisters, how is the world going to know you as a Christian? By the characteristics of your walk. And what we have in the Beatitudes and all these characteristics, beginning with the humility, continuing with the hungering and thirst for righteousness, and even what we're going to see today from our passage, what we have is a picture of what other people should see that causes them to say, Christian. So, to set up the question that I have that frames my entire message today, let me begin with an illustration. Yum. Mm. 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 That was excellent. Anybody want some? What was the greatest ad campaign in all of U.S. history? Two words. What was it? Got milk. Well, brothers and sisters... I'm not here today to talk about milk. I'm here to ask you a question that's more profound than whether or not you've bought the drink that all the American dairy producers want you to buy to make your body healthy. I'm here to ask you to question in the sight of Almighty God and in the sincerity of your hearts and in the life you live before others, got mercy. That is the question. So we see this. Uh, In two passages, we see it not only in the beatitude, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. But we also see uh, the the concept of mercy coming out from Luke chapter 18 that we've read. Now, take a look quickly at, at Luke chapter 18, because there's something very interesting I want you to see. And it's the first characteristic to help you answer the question of, do you have mercy? Got mercy. So Jesus tells his story, and he tells it about two different kinds of people. And it's clear that one of these groups got mercy, and one of these other kinds of persons didn't get mercy. So, he tells the story. You've got a Pharisee and a tax gatherer. Now, what's the deal with the Pharisee and the tax gatherer? The Pharisee is the one who knows the law, who follows the law. And in this passage, he stands up to pray. And when he prays, notice who he's praying to. He was praying thus to himself, and he was telling God how great he is and how he's not like the other people. God, I thank you that I'm not like this and like that. And he's got all these things that he doesn't do. I'm not a swindler. I don't cheat people. I'm not unjust. I'm not unrighteous. I don't commit adultery. I don't sleep around with someone who's not my spouse. And especially, I'm not like this guy, this tax gatherer over here. So... What's the deal with the tax gatherers? The problem with the tax gatherers was simply this. The tax gatherers not only gathered the tax that Jesus said we should pay to Caesar, they gathered a little bit too much. And so they were known with a reputation. It reminded me like when I lived in Indonesia. Every time, you, every time we went someplace, we were always having to pay an extra tax. Like when I renewed my visitor visa on my last trip to Indonesia after losing my resident uh, visa, when I went back to stay more than a month, I had to renew it. And I was told on the day I went to pick up my my passport from the agency, they said, well, if you want to get your passport back today rather than wait another two weeks, then you got to pay the extra tax. So I had to put money um, in the top 
of my little envelope and give it to the guy in order to get my passport back on time. That was the problem with the tax gatherers. So the first characteristic of the person who's praying is that he doesn't have any sense of need. He tells God and others how great he is and how he's not like someone else. Now contrast that with the tax gatherer. The tax gatherer, this guy whose business isn't really good because he knows that what he's done is not right, he goes to pray and immediately he's arrested in the sense and in the presence of Almighty God with one thing, a conviction that he has sinned before Almighty God. And so notice, he was even unwilling to lift up his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast and he said one thing, God be merciful to me, the sinner. Now, if you want to answer the question in your heart of hearts of whether or not you got mercy today, people, you have to realize one thing, brothers and sisters. If you have mercy, it's because you asked for it, because you knew that you needed it. And I think that it's very, very important for us to realize that when we tell whether or not we have mercy or not, it depends on how we stand before God and before others in prayer and then decide, do we need to get something from God that we don't deserve, but only he can give? Or do we feel like we don't need anything because we're so good and so marvelous? Now, when you come back to our passage that, that we saw from the Beatitudes that we read at the beginning, we saw that there's a Beatitude that says, blessed are the merciful. And then it gives us the next uh, characteristic of those who have the mercy of God. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Now, those who get mercy in this Beatitude are those who show it to others. So if you pass on the mercy of God, to others, that means that you can be sure that you've received it yourself. In fact, in order to give it to someone else, you've got to first receive it yourself. So I have a few illustrations for this. And the first illustration is for those in the congregation who are 18 years of age and below. OK, only for you. You can come up and take part in this in this illustration. And if you're under 18 and if you're someone who I'm not obligated to you, and you've never done anything good for me. Maybe you haven't even said hello, Pastor Tim, or greeted me, but yet you're, you're interested in helping me out today. Would you come up here? Um, I need some help for about one minute. Anybody under 18 want to participate in a little lesson on mercy? Come on up. Come on up. Okay. What's your name? Timothy. Oh, Timothy. Sweet. I'll never forget your name. Um, forgotten many other people, and I'm sorry. I'm trying to do better at that. But Timothy, I won't forget your name. Timothy, what is this? Chocolate. Got chocolate? Yes or no? You got chocolate? No. No. Uh, do you want chocolate? No. <laughs> Timothy, would you like to sit down? <laughs> you don't want the chocolate? Yes, I do. Okay, now, now, okay, that's like a lot of people. You want the mercy of God? No, but then you think about it for a minute. You think, yeah, I do. Well, um, have you ever done anything good for me, Timothy? No. No. So do I owe this to you? No. No, I, I don't know. I have no obligation. But if I give it to you, then I'm giving to you in an undeserved kindness way. Chocolate. 
really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but wait, hang on, there's a catch to it. How many bars did I give you? Two. One for you and one for who else? God? No. <laughs> God doesn't eat chocolate, God makes chocolate. Um, someone else? <laughs> Yes, that's the thing. You've got one to give away. Thank you, Timothy. Please. You see, he got chocolate, not just for himself, but we know he's got chocolate. Why? Because he shows it to others. Now, brothers and sisters, that's what the mercy of God is like. If you've tasted it for yourself, it's so sweet in the forgiveness that you're living in that you want to pass it on to others. I'm going to go two minutes beyond my limit because I got to get to my last illustration of my first point on my sermon. So now I want somebody above 18. Listen to the characteristics, okay? You've got to be above 18. You haven't done anything for me yet. You haven't loaned me your car. You haven't said, hey, Pastor Tim, how's it going? You haven't sent me an email. You haven't been praying for me. And I have no obligation to you. Anybody want to come up? I need one more. Anybody want to come up? Over 18. This is an over 18 illustration. Okay? Oh, wait. I forgot to say. There's one other thing. Your feet have to hurt. Anybody who's... Especially after yesterday and the wonderful welcome that everybody gave for us at the park. Some of you are running around a lot and I'm sure your your feet are aching. So, if you're above 18, you've never done anything for me, I don't owe you anything and your feet hurt. Come on up. So our first volunteer to help me was Timothy. And who do we have here? David. David. This is David. Everybody say hello, David. Welcome. David, this is precious now. This costs a lot more than chocolate, okay? And I hope that you will enjoy it very much. But this is a gift certificate to the best foot reflexology place I found so far um, in the, in the area. It's called the Oriental Foot Reflexology. You ever heard of it? Never hmm. heard of it. Have you ever had a foot massage before? In China once. Okay, in China once. Well, God brought China to here because the person who did my foot massage this week was from Hunan and he was fabulous, okay? So, um, these are two gift certificates. Okay. Okay? Who's the first one for? Uh, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> Who's the second one for? Uh, someone lucky. Exactly. Uh, Someone else. But what are the conditions? They've got to be uh, my age. Yeah, they got to be 18 or over. And what else? Oh, you forgot. Okay, so you've got to be over 18 and owe me nothing. Owe you nothing. And they got to have sore feet. Okay. Sore feet. Okay. So there you go. Okay. So enjoy. Now, lest you think I'm only drawing on my Chinese background in my illustration, I just want to say this. Jesus used the same similar illustration when he went to his disciples and he said, you know what you need? He didn't say you need a foot massage. He said you need a foot wash and he needs to do it. Brothers and sisters, our Savior Jesus loved us enough to be the one not only to wash our feet, but to wash all of us in his amazing mercy. When he sacrificed himself for us on the cross, there is nothing more precious as a Christian than being able to say, God, show me your mercy. Know that you've got it and then pass it on to others. So next week, we're going to look at 
why doing that is so hard. And I know it's hard, brothers and sisters, and I don't want to minimize how much it hurts sometimes when people sin against you. But today I want to ask you the question, do you have that sense of what you need? And are you willing to take what God has given you and all the forgiveness he's willing to show and then show it to others who have hurt you? Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your great grace and your great mercy and your great love and how the blessings you give to us are not just for us. The blessing that we receive of your mercy, we pass on to others. And so, Lord, would you make us mindful of that distinguishing characteristic, not only of Christians to ask for your mercy, but to be willing to pass on your mercy and thus show to the world that you have saved us by your amazing grace. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Amen.